Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, Vince McMahon arrives at Raw late and tears up the script. Charlotte Flair fined and suspended for her actions on Monday Night Raw. Former Retribution members T-Bar and Mace were unmasked on Raw. And WWE are editing elements of WrestleMania 37 of Peacock. I'm Adam Wilborn. And I'm Andy Murray. And this is 420, and this is the news. (laughs) Let's kick things off by talking about the backstage creative situation at last night's episode of Raw. Vince McMahon, man, showing up late. He missed his bus. He missed his train, and he arrived (laughs) late at the arena. This is a report from Fightful Select talking about how Vince was so late, he actually missed the day's creative meeting ahead of last night's Raw. And when he did show up, he decided he was just going to scrap a bunch of stuff uh, and script some new stuff. Uh, you know, card subject change is an immortal disclaimer in WWE. It applies as much today as it did 30, 40 years ago, and it will apply forever and ever. So st- stories like this aren't necessarily a big surprise, but uh, they're kind of fun to hear about. Unless, of course, you're one of the people who has to rewrite stuff you've already worked on. That's probably a bollock. Uh, but the reports here suggests that Braun Strowman versus Randy Orton uh, was one of the things that was cancelled. This match was pre-advertised. Uh, it was advertised as well as a first-time-ever match between two guys who have legitimately never gone one-on-one. Uh, but Vince didn't want to do it, uh, so he got rid of that. Uh, there were some other changes as well, but nothing specific here. Uh, what we got instead of Orton versus Strowman was Orton losing to Riddle after going, hey, uh, Adam Pierce, I want to face that guy whose name I don't know with the scooter. He's really <laughs> annoying. Give me a match with him. Uh, he ended up losing that match to Riddle. Uh, we also got Braun... Seemingly becoming part of the Drew McIntyre storyline with Retribution, which I'll cover a little bit uh, in my other story later in the video. But yeah, Vince McMahon showing up late. He missed his cue. Uh, Poor punctuality there from the boss. Uh, Yeah, not much more to add than that. The card is subject to change. Three things were advertised for last night's Raw. I know this because we do the Raw preview every single week. Uh, what culture wrestling, wherever you get your podcast from. Number one, Asuka versus Charlotte Flair. Tick, we got that. Number two, yeah. Drew McIntyre wants answers. Eh, kind of, we got that. And number three, Braun Strowman versus Randy Orton for the first time ever. We didn't get that. I, like, I, I say this every time we report this, Andy. You have a week 
Like, nothing vastly changed for WWE in terms of the red brand since last Tuesday that they suddenly be like, no, 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 we're not doing Braun versus Randy Orton. I watched that and thought, oh, maybe Braun's, you know, got COVID or something like that. And then they just just popped up later on to help Drew Drew McIntyre out. Honestly, why bother with any writers if Vince is just going to show up 20 minutes before the show and go... No, I don't like that. We'll change everything. What a load of bollocks. And the show was crap as a result last night yeah. as well. Yeah, Raw was not good. It's not been a good show for a long, long time. But at the moment, the past two episodes have just been like, hey, Zeno things are going to happen tonight and you are going to suck it up, viewer, because you're here every single week. They it's, do realise uh... this is the road to WrestleMania backlash, don't they? What the <laughs> Yeah, man. I, I mean, if it's this quiet at the moment, I cannot wait to see what it's going to be like on the road to WrestleMania backlash, Great Balls of Fire, end of the line 2021 <laughs> in your house. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess the summer slump is starting early this year, yeah. right? Jesus. By the looks of it. Anyway, not, not a fun of- show. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of events on last night's show, though, we had Charlotte Flair getting suspended and fined $100,000 for attacking a referee. This comes off the back of the main event where she faced Asuka. Uh, and she looked like she had the match won, putting Asuka in the figure eight. Then Rhea Ripley, who'd just been pacing around ringside for the majority of the match, uh, yanked her arms out. She got involved with Rhea Ripley. Asuka stacked her up. One, two, three. Charlotte Flair was furious, inexplicably with the referee. Uh, I get it, he didn't see it, but maybe be more angry with Rhea Ripley for interfering. But anyway, uh, she put her hands on, uh, what's his name? Eddie Arengo, the referee. That's him. One of the generic referees you see all the time on Monday Night Raw, basically. She kicked the crap out of him repeatedly. And as a result, on Raw Talk, it was announced by Postman Pierce that, yes, she was going to be suspended and fined $100,000. I think, I think this is them reminding us she's a heel, because I wasn't too sure on last night's show. Yeah, it's very subtle portrayal, isn't it? It skirts the lines. It's uh, very, very shades of grey. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, don't really know what to add to this. It's the storyline development and everything. Uh, although it's interesting that they've gone down this route so soon after Charlotte has returned from a period of inactivity. Um, presumably, though, you'd imagine that she'll be in the title mix for WrestleMania Backlash. Um, I reckon it's probably going to be a triple threat, right? Ripley, Asuka yeah. and Charlotte. It seems to make sense. You can then go on to another singles match out of that. You could have a Ripley pin Asuka if you want in the triple threat. Yeah. And then you could do Ripley and Charlotte. After that, it prolongs it, it keeps it going. Uh, it is what it is. Charlotte Flair is a heel. She's better as a heel. Uh, generic other comments on Charlotte Flair in WWE. Insert those here. Um, <laughs> Retribution. Sorry. Retribution. Uh uh, kind of, whatever we're calling them now, T-Bar and Mace, they were unmasked on last night's Raw. So what we got from them, they beat the crap out of Drew McIntyre again in the opening segment with MVP going, am I the mastermind or am I not the mastermind? Uh, this led to a match later on. It was Drew two-on-one against Mace and T-Bar. Uh, Mace and T-Bar were being silly sausages and it was a DQ finish. Braun Strowman comes down. Uh, it becomes a tag match because Teddy Long wasn't in the building, unfortunately. Um <laughs> The match ends via DQ in Mason T-Bar's favour when the baby faces rip their masks off and whip them around the face. I quite like that those spots, actually. Yeah. Just slapping them with their own masks. Um, but yes, Mason T-Bar have been unmasked and who could have known it was uh, Dominic Dijakovic and uh, Dio Madden under no! those masks all along. What a shock. I was so wound up by this that I lost my last remaining head here. Um, <laughs> But yeah, they've been unmasked. It looks like 
coming out of a thing like this, you would assume that they're not going to have the masks going forward, which is a good move. With Reckoning being sent to SmackDown as well this week, as reported by PW Insider. It's a fresh start for all these people. Just book Dijakovic and Madden as, you know, as themselves, not as the Retribution gimmicks. Get rid of the theme music. Fresh start. Something new. Something cool. Mia Yim needs to be Mia Yim again. Uh, I have no idea what they're going to do with old Slapjack. He's just disappeared into the ether. Um, but yes, I'm in favour of this. Fresh starts for both of those big beefy boys uh it's a good move for them and uh, thumbs up i've got nothing else to say about this i mean pure shock that it was dominic dijakovic and dio madden under those masks i couldn't believe it the one suggestion I would, I would give you uh in terms of in terms of the, the one with the paper plate on his face right take it off him unmask <laughs> him obviously just let him go and wrestle as whoever he is but as suggested by myself and mainly by michael hamflot on yesterday's raw preview instead put the paper plate on drew mcintyre and Andy Murray, you've got yourself slap jock. So oh, get in the bin. <laughs> right, okay, let's move on to the final story of the day. And WrestleMania oh, 37 on Peacock is being edited. Uh, according to reports, uh, now we don't have any of that rain delay with all the great promos and some iffy promos, let's be honest, yeah. uh, that went with it. All the great unscripted stuff from Kevin Owens, for example. All that's been cut out. No, no, just... We want boring, scripted promos that no one actually likes instead. <laughs> so basically, if you watch the beginning of night one of WrestleMania 37, it goes Vince McMahon's introduction, BB Rex's song, straight into Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre. <laughs> Don't even get to see Samoa Joe in a bloody poncho. And they've also inexplicably cut out Mandy Rose's fall when she does the walk to the ring as part of that tag team turmoil match, which is good, Andy, because that's never been mentioned. And again, it's definitely not forming a central part of a title storyline. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's it, it's funny that one because normally you would say yeah, get rid of that because it's just going to embarrass her. But it's part of a title storyline, like you've just said now. So it's a bit weird that you have this thing that technically doesn't exist anymore, forming the part of a storyline. But um, yeah, the, I mean the the rain delay in the promos. You know, they were a bit Reno Gattuso those promos. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe S H I T. So it's a mixed bag. Yeah, it's going to be a more smooth, a smoother, sorry, viewing experience. Now, the upload file on the network is now three hours and nine minutes long. Great. Like we said before, short shows absolutely rule. Uh, So, you know, take the good, you take the bad, you weigh them out. And this is probably more good than it is bad, I think. Probably. And and let's never speak of Mandy Rose falling over again until next week's Monday Night Raw. (laughs) All right, let's move on to your Twitter questions. At WhatCultureWWE, of course, if you want to get in touch with us, Mad Pancake starts off. Says, morning, lads. Uh, What's one gimmick that you really liked, but WWE just didn't care about and dropped it? I was a big fan of the SmackDown hacker until WWE just forgot about it. Well, technically, they brought it back. They just went, oh, yeah, this is part of... (laughs) And uh, the SmackDown hacker is Mustafa Ali. I like how the, uh, the the retribution shouting has now just just any syllable. Um, I always when it's a question like this, I always come back to Sean O'Hare's Devil's Advocate gimmick. Oh, like, yeah. I thought that was really cool and interesting, and it could have been a great direction for him. But then Roddy Piper got his ass kicked out, uh, and the whole thing kind of fell apart. But I think Sean could have done it on his own. It was a shame. It's a tragedy. Like. Sean O'Hare's whole situation obviously passed away now. It's terrible. It's horrible. Uh, but that guy should have been the biggest of big deals. He had such yeah. great talent and he had this crazy jock energy coming out of the power plant in WCW. And it really bums me out that that guy didn't have the career he deserved. Yeah. Uh, I, I, we're going to go old school as well. I think automatically I go to something like GTV for this. 
because, yeah. Did we ever find out who threw through the pie at Kevin Owens? I don't think we did. I don't think we did. Think, Great I mysteries like of it was the like, century. It's one of those things where they revealed it, but they did it in just sort of like a, oh, we'll reveal it on Raw Talk or some bollocks. Yeah. And it just sort of went, ah, I'll move on. So let us know if, we, if they did do that. <laughs> and wasn't there someone else who was going to like go after The Undertaker, who they had like vignettes for for like four weeks, and they went... Ah, bollocks, we're not, we're not doing anything. Heed Vanson, yeah. That's Heed the Vanson. one, yeah. Jeez, all those old things, man. They just, you know, let it drift off into the wind. Yeah, right, okay. Second question of the day. Let us know your gimmicks that you miss uh, that they just gave up on in the comments. The second question comes from Josh Riho, who says, uh, Afternoon, gents. Uh, with the AEW and TNA roster working together, how long before we see old characters or gimmicks return? I mean, Cory Man? <laughs> I think they'll definitely do Curry Man because Christopher Daniels is at an advanced stage in his career where he could just screw around and do that gimmick and be really over. Um, but personally, I would prefer, like we said yesterday with a similar question, I would prefer they just did new things. Me, that, that, that's me. I don't think we'll see too many of them, but Curry Man is a distinct possibility. And Shark Boy. Give me a shell, yeah! <laughs> Why not? Why the hell yeah, not? Yeah, that's Shark Boy, you know. Uh, yeah. Let's do it. I, I agree. I think, I think, you know... Well, it's always nice to go, oh, do you remember this? Like, you've got so much up-and-coming talent, not just in AEW, but also in Impact Wrestling that deserves exposure. So, yeah, uh, fingers crossed we get to see more of that as the two shows sort of cross over into each other. And, of course, they've got the pay-per-view this weekend, Impact Rebellion, on, Rebellion. on Sunday? Saturday, baby. Saturday. I was going to say, why is everyone putting pay-per-views on bloody Sunday? <laughs> Uh, right, final question today comes from David Campbell, who says, Morning, lads. If you were one of the wrestlers that were released by WWE and went somewhere else and made a name for yourself and WWE wanted to re-sign you, would you go back to them even though they released you or would you stay away from them? So my honest answer for this, uh, I, a lot of people won't like this. It would depend how rich I am, honest to God. Like, if I come out of WWE and I'm really creatively unsatisfied, but I've made a lot of money and have more than enough to be comfortable for an extended period of time, and I go somewhere else and be creatively fulfilled for two or three years in a way that WWE wasn't doing, I would absolutely not even take the call because I'm comfortable, I'm satisfied, I'm happy, I'm doing things I like where I was doing things I wasn't liking over there. That's a no-brainer to me. I think it's situational, <clears throat> pardon me, um, but at the same time, I think it's a very hard sell to go back to WWE, at least creatively, because what has that company ever done to instill a level of trust that they'll yeah. finally get it right this time? <laughs> um, so I think it depends from person to person, but look, if I have enough money to survive, there's no way in hell I would go back there if I'm a wrestler. Yeah, exactly. It's a sense that they always go, we'll give you creative freedom and, and give you all the stuff you want for the first two weeks. And then, uh, then, we'll, then we'll reassess and yeah. uh, job you out to some pleb in, into it. Although, <laughs> I, although probably, I probably would would go back to WWE because why would you want to wrestle in the minor leagues like AEW? I'm joking, <laughs> comment section. Come on. They're come not going to like that. Laugh. <laughs> Jesus, calm down. Uh, I'll wind the comment section some more up, actually, Andy, with today's. And finally, I think it's fair to say The Fiend has some of the worst merch ever. Um, yeah. And we did a behind-the-scenes video yesterday. Go and check that out. Some of the behind-the-scenes secrets to celebrate us hitting 2 million. And thanks once again for subscribing to that. And one of my favourite things we do in the office is whenever it's someone's birthday uh, on the wrestling team, we try and group together and buy them a really crap uh, bit of <laughs> wrestling merch, whether it be like, I don't know, an Wait Italian T-shirt for Cleary or a Hounds of Justice T-shirt for Adam Nicholas that I've never seen him wearing on camera. Weird that. Anyway, here's the fiend. He's got some shorts that say let me in on the crotch. What on earth is this? 
Let me in with my big green penis is what The Fiend is saying to you here. That's not good wholesome family entertainment. That is cancelable. And uh, let's just... Uh, who would buy these? Jesus. Who would buy know. these? If the I'm answer is so, you, feel, delete yourself. I'm looking at this and I'm feeling summery. I've got to be honest. So. <laughs> Gee whiz. It's a Tell disaster. When we, when we finally get around to doing the What Culture uh, calendar, I'll wear them for August. <laughs> okay, you're on your own there, pal. <laughs> Let's be honest. What would you rather have, or what would you rather spend money on? That or the six grand theme belt? Oh, that, a hundred percent. That, yeah. the, oh, Jesus. <laughs> There's levels let's, to this game. And, let's get uh, away yeah. from this fiend stuff. Oh, Come on. God. Anyway, let us know your thoughts on that and all today's news stories in the comment section down below. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcast, myself and the Danny Boys sitting down to review Raw and preview NXT. The wrestling never stops. Uh, Bush, let us know your thoughts and Twitter questions on Twitter at What Culture WWE. Watch there, follow both of us. You can follow Andy Murray at. At Andy H. Murray, the H stands for Humperdink. Ooh, Engelbert. Very nice. Dirty, dirty. Uh, follow me at Adam Wilmore. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. But for now, my thanks, Andy Murray. Thank you for joining us. Happy 420. And we will see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.